I thought it was going to be lonely, mm. but we took a family to South Africa. Yeah. We've yeah. always said it's family unto mission. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I didn't know that could actually work. Yeah. But it does, like yeah. better than anything else. We have been preaching a gospel that is focused on man, man's sins, what man must do to be saved, what man must do to overcome his own weakness. They come looking for a God-centered gospel that brings freedom, but they aren't finding it because it's centered on what they must do, and it's not working. So they leave. Leave the church, leave the faith, leave God. This whole time, though, the solution is simple. Return to a gospel centered on Jesus. This alone will revive us from within and awake the sleeping giant that is the global church. What began as a simple gospel has turned into a brave movement. It's not starting. It's already begun. It's not about getting Christians back into the church. It's about reviving the church through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And what is the result? A company of burning hearts ready and willing to transform the world. Hey y'all, welcome to the Braveheart Podcast. And welcome to this season that we're calling The Gospel on the Move. As we've made it a point to live out the gospel message, the expression has looked really different for each one of us on the Braveheart team. And so we had it in our hearts to sit down and share what it has looked like for us as we have lived out the gospel on mission. In this episode, Lindsay Allen and Briley Church sit down with Christy and they share some testimonies about our time in South Africa earlier this summer. And what I love about this episode is that they don't just share testimonies about what happened around them, but also how the Lord ministered to them as they ministered to others. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Braveheart podcast. I'm Christy Lewis, and I'm here with Lindsay Allen and Briley Church. And I love these two women. And we are going to unpack today um South Africa 2023, yes. our first ever Braveheart mission yes. trip. Um, what God did both in the people there, what God did in y'all's hearts, and really invite the listener into that um that dream of God. Mm-hmm. And um Peter and I shared the history in the last podcast. And what I love about God is you can't outdream him. When you surrender your dream back to God, he gives it back to you resurrected. Yes. And when he resurrects a dream, there's life on it. There's grace on it. There's power on it. And also it involves a lot more people than just you. <laughs> and so what was so beautiful about the South Africa dream that the Lord gave Peter and I back in 2008 was, was that um, it, it came in seed form. And we didn't actually know what that would look like. But when we laid the dream down in 2015, um, that's when Braveheart came into being. And that's how you girls got grafted into Braveheart. Mm, And um, and so in 2021, uh, we had the 24, which was an incredible, like just a small kind of discipleship deal uh, through Braveheart and Briley, that's how you got connected mm-hmm. was you married in. <laughs> so Seth went through the 24 
It was so fun getting to disciple him in our home. And then you got grafted in by marriage and you became a part of the Braveheart family. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay, you have an incredible story, which we're actually going to get to hear um, yeah. at a later podcast. But you got into Braveheart through, uh, I think it was the upper room. You heard Peter preach the gospel and then you just became like a so hungry and you went through back to the garden and just got wrecked by God. And I remember sitting with you over coffee and um, you were talking to me about how you had been recently at, um, I think it was maybe a year ago, I forget exactly, but um, you had had this encounter uh, with the Lord, Daniel Kalinda had prayed and laid hands on you. Yeah. And what's so cool about that is like in 2014, Reinhard Bonnke laid hands on Peter and me. Yes. Mm. Uh, and they're both missionaries to Africa. Yes. yes. And so I just said to you, I said, hey, I said, we're going to take a mission trip to South Africa this year. I believe that Braveheart has a calling there. Will you come with us? And you were like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so we began this journey of dreaming with God of what does it look like to actually be on mission as family. And Riley, you've been a part of our our community, our Braveheart family for the past like really two years. And one thing that we talked about, like we went deep in the gospel together and we went deep in community together, but we really said, okay, what would actually, what would it look like to now take this gospel that we have inside of us and this gospel that we're now living out among us Mm -hmm. and take it actually to South Africa where God has a, has a previous dream for Peter and me that we actually believe he's opening up that continent, not just to Peter and me, but to you guys. (laughs) And what I like so love about this is y'all's yes. Mm. I remember when the Lord spoke to me about about taking a Braveheart team and he gave me the story of Ruth and Naomi and the story of Ruth and Naomi Ruth says this really beautiful thing she says to Naomi and and Ruth is a Moabite Naomi is an Israelite and um and Ruth and Naomi are recently widowed and and Naomi is saying just just go back to your old people and Ruth says no no she says your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Mm. And, and you saw this heart connection of Ruth saying, Hey, whoever your people are, those are going to be my people too. Mm. And I remember the Lord giving me that scripture and, and really in light of South Africa, I felt like he said, if, if y'all's posture is, Hey, your people will be my people and your God's going to be my God that he was going to open up dreams even for you guys in the place of South Africa. And so I just loved y'all's heart posture. That was like, we don't know anything about South Africa, but we love what God is doing in Braveheart. We love what God's done in our hearts in this community. So Peter and Christy, your people are our people. And then in that process, I believe God awakened something in y'all's hearts and then also used y'all so powerfully over there to awaken the people that are over there to, to be filled with the good news of the Mm. love of God. Yeah. And so I just wanted to just press play on you guys as to a, what was a highlight of, um, of going personally? And then what did you see God do 
that ignited something in you and, and gave you a fresh faith for what he's doing in the nations of the earth. So, um, do you want to go first? Sure. Lindsay, why, <laughs> not, why don't you start? Yeah. Like what, what did God do in your heart? Um, and what did you see him do there? That was, you know, I know for me, whenever you shared with me, you've been like, it was life changing. And yeah, so I would just really love was. to hear about that. It really was. And I try not to be dramatic, like in using those types <laughs> of like phrases, but I came back so different. Mm-hmm. And so in that like time of reflecting on what really did happen, um, I think Briley's going to talk a lot about family. So I'll kind of let her touch on that. But um, it really was impactful getting to know Jono, Jono and Krita and Titch and Joan. Yeah. Um, Jono and Krita live on the village that we were staying at and they they shared their story at one point and I just remember sitting there crying and almost like embarrassed that I was crying because I didn't it was such a holy moment that I didn't yeah. want to like draw attention away from what they were saying. Yeah. So I was actually like trying to keep it together but it was just touching my heart so deeply mm. because it had been um just such a simple story of hearing God's voice and obeying him. Yeah. It was, it was their story of he's asking me to do something and it costs me everything. Yeah. And my answer is yes. Yes. And so it doesn't matter really what it is. If yeah. you're asking me to do it, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And that had already been kind of the season I was walking through. Yeah. Um, and Joan and Titch had the same kind of story of just yes. like radical obedience to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're like sitting there together as a family listening to them testify and looking around at all of the fruit that God has produced through their lives and through their yes. Yeah. And it just wrecked me. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm like, all he needs is our yes. Yes. And, um, and it really just simplified like walking with Jesus for me of what if he had my whole life? Yeah. Because we, we say that a lot and we think that we are like, you know, totally surrendered and all this stuff. But I think when you're in a different setting, yeah. like in Africa, yeah. there's nothing else there, it felt like, to mm-hmm. me, to pursue except for God. Yeah. Yes, It's like this purity and this simplicity to life where all the extra things just like fall off of you. Yeah. And all the different like expectations that you have for yourself or that have been maybe put on you by like our culture and stuff, they all become like just completely un- like just kind of worthless, like they're just not important anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's like the simplicity of living in the gospel, like it really is just enough to pursue him and him alone. Yeah. Listen to his voice and obey him. Yeah. Um, because you just never know what he can do with your little, little, little life. Like Heidi Baker always says that, yeah. you know, my <laughs> yes. little, 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 yes. little life. Yes. Um, yes. And And it really just set me free. I think it set me free from the fear of man. Like I got back and I, it just fell off me. Yeah. It wasn't something that I like had prayed for or anything. Obviously it had been a process over the past four years Yeah, in different ways. But like, um, I just remember walking into upper room in the prayer room, feeling like I was floating, you know, like an (laughs) out of body experience almost for like three whole days when I got back of just like this purity, like pulsing through me of like nothing matters except for hearing your voice and obeying you and, and following you anywhere that takes me, like you're everything to me. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so then it was like no longer calculating 
you know, just should I do this or should I do that? Would that look weird? You know, it's just yeah. like I'm hearing his voice and I'm obeying him. Yeah. Like there's nothing else. Yeah. And so it really it simplified everything for me. Mm-hmm. And I stopped overthinking things so much. Um, and so I feel like that was like a huge impartation of of faith practically yeah, for like me. Faith and action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just through John and Krita and yeah. um, Joan and Titch's like obedience to the voice of God. And it just it's so pure. Yeah, it's so good. You said something I I remember about um, an encounter you had uh, while you were there. I think we we were ministering at a church and Peter preached the gospel and and you really felt the Holy Spirit come upon you. And I remember you talking about like the holy, you you felt the holiness of God Mm -hmm. and it was it was connected to the poor. Uh, It was connected to seeing Jesus in the poor. I don't know if you remember sharing yeah. this and, but I'd love for you to like unpack that a little bit. Cause I do think there's something when you, when you touch Jesus said in Matthew 25, he says, whatever you done to the least of these you've done to me. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about visiting those that are in prison um, clothing the naked, like these really kind of practical things. And he says, whatever you've done to them, you actually were doing it to me. And I feel like you touched that while you were there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was, it's still a moment that it's such a pearl for me, but, um, it was the last night we were there. Um, we went to a local church and we kind of did a ministry night. Peter preached the gospel, Aaron and Ashley were worshiping. And, um, first of all, I've never heard Peter preach the gospel like that. (laughs) It was awesome. It was wild. It was powerful. And honestly, like, I think everyone at the beginning was kind of sitting there like, oh yeah, like, you know, we know this. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, Peter is like, who wants this? And everyone was like me, like standing (laughs) up, like, I want that. I want freedom in God. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was just really an anointing on the message of the gospel where everyone was hungry. It like totally leveled the playing field Yes, of like, we're all jars of clay, Yeah, you know, desiring for the Lord to fill us up and make us like him. Yeah. And so that was like my prayer while he was preaching. I was feeling really, really weak that day. It just had been a long trip, you know? Yeah. And I just remember sitting there praying, being like, Lord, I have gotten nothing. I am so weak. I'm a jar of clay, but you can fill me up if you want to, and you can use me if you want to. Yeah. And I felt the anointing just come on me, and I, I don't use language like that, but I knew that's what it was. Like, it just felt like a, just a drop of of Jesus just mm. kind of started to saturate my body. And so I'm just sitting there like, okay, and then we got to pray for people, and um just everyone that came up to us for prayer, I was laying hands on them and almost just immediately they were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wow. And it was just really, really special. And so I'm sitting with these people and and just loving on them and getting these pictures from the Lord that were almost impossible for me to describe. They were so beautiful. Wow. Um, so I almost felt like it was more for me. It was mm-hmm. like, Lindsay, let me open up your perspective of how I see people. Wow. Um, you know, on the other side of the world that yeah. are completely different than you. Yeah. Um, because I didn't even have the language to explain what I was seeing. So I felt wow. like it was more for me than them. Wow. And 
by the end of the night, I was kind of just sitting on the stage because I felt so much peace. I, you know, when you're just like overwhelmed yeah. in his presence. Yes. Um, and Wesley kind of came up to me and was like, hey, I, I think the Lord is using you really powerfully tonight. You need to pray for more people. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't think I can get up. So I just <laughs> asked the Lord. I'm like, just whoever else you want me to pray for, just bring him to me. And so um, one of the live kids, one of the girls that lives on the village um, that we had prayed for the night before came running up to me in that very moment, like that I prayed that. And um, she's like, what are you doing over here all by yourself? You know? (laughs) And I was like, girl, I feel the presence of God. Can I pray for you? And she was like, sure, you can pray for me. So I just sit her down on the stage next to me Mm. and like immediately just Mm. baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, I just remember like seeing the Lord's face as he was taking her, you know, and dunking her into a vat of his presence. Mm -hmm. And I had just never seen that look on his face before. And um, so I sat there with her and I kind of called Jono over because at this point the entire team was on the bus. (laughs) But I was like, I am not leaving her. (laughs) And um, he started asking her questions, you know, like, have you ever experienced God like this before? And she's like, I the only thing she kept saying was, I didn't know he could be this good. Mm. And um, so we all go home and everyone's kind of getting ready for bed. And I'm just sitting on the couch like (laughs) (laughs) everyone's like, are you okay?" I'm like, I don't know. And then finally, most people were asleep and it was just a couple of us awake. And Wesley was like, I, it, do you want to share? Like, what's going on with you? And I just started weeping. Mm-hmm. And Briley handed me an entire roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and I was just overcome. Like, I was overcome with his holiness. Mm. And I, you know, you know these things. Like, yeah. you hear that the least of these in the kingdom is the greatest. And that, like, the last are first. And that, like, true mm-hmm. religion is serving the orphan and the widow. Yeah. Um, you know, like, literally... James 1 27 religion that God our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world that is like that that's literally what I encountered wow Mm -hmm. so it was like instead of just head knowledge and like that's awesome yeah I hope I can love the poor you know like it was literally like I saw Jesus and it was like instead of my heart for the poor or my heart for the orphan. Yeah. It was his. Yeah. It was his. Yes. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is where you are. Yes. Like forget my plans and my dreams. Like I actually want to step into your heart. Yes. And if I'm looking for Jesus, like this is where he is. Yeah. He's with the lowest. Yes. He's with the least of these. Yes. And I saw that look on his face and it's like I encountered his holiness. Mm. And so I'm sitting there on the couch with them trying to explain what I was kind of, what had just (laughs) happened. And only the only thing I could really say was like, he is so holy Mm. over and over and over again. Like he is so holy. He is so holy. Mm. And I've been really wrestling with that of like, what is the revelation of his holiness with the orphans? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it and um I was actually reading in the Psalms and I came across this scripture and I was like, Oh, there it is. It's Psalm sixty eight five. Mm. And it says, Father of the fatherless and protector mm-hmm. of widows is God in his holy habitation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so I'm like, <laughs> wow, the reason I was receiving the revelation of his holiness was because 
flesh can't love the least of these. Yes. It's only pure love. Yes. And God is pure love. And it's only in his holiness Mm. that you can love the least of these because it's pure. Mm. There and there's nothing that you gain from it. Yeah. Like it's completely you pour yourself out in, yeah. in self-giving love. Like, and that's who God is. Yeah. And so it's like the center of who he is is yes. his holiness, yes. which looks like his love pouring yes. out on the least of these. Yes. And so I was just getting wrecked for 30 minutes, just he is so holy. And it made me think of Heidi Baker. Sydney yeah. the next day was like, that was like mm-hmm. Heidi Baker. And I'm like, oh, it, I get it now. Like I experienced what she is in almost all the time for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you ever hear her preach, she's always like, holy, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, no wow. wonder, because she's just with orphans yes. all day, every day. Yes. So she's living in that constant reality of his purity, the pure love of God. Yes. That wow. doesn't seek its own, that, yes. you know, is patient and kind yes. and and everything. And And so that's why when I got back, I was just like, I was unwell mm-hmm. in, a, in the best way possible for like <laughs> yeah. four days. Yeah. And I just didn't want anything to change my heart from what I had received from the Lord during yeah. that time. It was like definitely the most holy encounter I've ever had with him was mm-hmm. when he baptized an orphan. Yeah. In his spirit. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. So thanks for asking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes. I think what's so beautiful too is that the Lord then, you know, I think what you experienced and along with what Jono and Carita's testimony and Joan and Titch's testimony, it was like, wait, like there, you were already like moving in this direction of like, God, I'll do anything. I'll say anything. And I remember having a conversation with you in South Africa and you're like, I think I want to be a Braveheart missionary because like my heart is, is just a yes towards God. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like that, like being immersed in that, culture was like kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, yeah. okay, like this is it. I'm doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so I think what's so beautiful to see here on this side is like, it didn't end in Africa. The, you, yeah. you have a yes towards God here mm-hmm. in the U S and it's yes. so beautiful. And I think sometimes it just takes, it takes stepping into it for then that to become a regular lifestyle. Um, and I, I feel like Briley, you shared something like that too. Like you were like, I felt like I was asleep um, mm. and then I went to South Africa and I woke up and I realized like I can live like this all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so absolutely. I'd love to hear too, just like what the Lord did in your heart and, um, you know, highlights like in your own heart, what you saw him do there and like just what it felt like being over there. Yeah. Um, I actually told you this before we started that I had a really similar experience to you, Christy. Mm. Um, wow. Thank you, Lord. Um, when I was 16, I was called to the nations. Wow. (laughs) And I remember like having this feeling, it was like such a feeling of fear for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like I knew my, my yes was a hundred percent towards God because I loved him. But I also was like, I don't know if I can't do this, am I going to still be his? Mm. And I remember like that season I was like, for probably six months, I was like praying and asking God, like, mm-hmm. am I really supposed to go to the nations? Because it felt like I had to be lonely if I were to go to the nations. Yeah. Like it felt like 
I either had to be single or I couldn't take a family with me. Mm, I couldn't have yeah, a community. Yeah, like yeah, I had to be yeah. the only Christian in that region, yes, you know, and yes. like, like good luck. Because, yeah, literally <laughs> because I loved God, I was like, that's what I'll do for you. Yeah. But like, that was purely it. It, it wasn't like the Lord was like, I want to do this with you. It was like, yes, I felt like because he called me to that, mm-hmm. I had to do it myself. Yeah. And, f- and I didn't yes. have, revelation of his love or like revelation of the gospel so yeah pretty much my whole relationship with him was works-based yeah yeah and so i was like oh this is crazy um and then i met seth like a couple months later and seth is like he's so home-based it's your husband yes that's my husband <laughs> um i was 16 at the time he was 17 we were very young um <laughs> and in love (laughs) um but he was just like this is like my family this is my community like and so I was like God how can we even be dating because I'm called to the nations and he's like so rooted here like this is crazy and the Lord really just like kind of uprooted me and like Mm. took away what I thought our relationship was based on and he was like no our relationship is based on my son, mm. like the broken body and the spilled blood of my son mm. and not your calling. <laughs> wow. And so I think the Lord just really rescued me in that season mm. of like, if I would have gone yeah. and not known that, yeah, yeah, I would have been so lost, so yes. burnt out. Yeah. Um, and so I say all this to say like, I thought I was going to be lonely, mm. but we took a family to South Africa. Yeah. And every time someone asks me like what touched you the most about it like what was the best part mm-hmm. and like 100 percent hands down yes. was having my family there mm-hmm. yeah and being with the people that i love and we've yeah. always said it's family unto mission mm-hmm. yes and i didn't know that could actually work yeah but it does like yeah. better than anything else yes um and i think also another like really sweet part was i always dreamed of going to the nations with my husband yeah and the fact that seth was there like it was our first trip together it was like Mm. it was so heavenly and like touched our marriage we're newlyweds so we just got married in march but like the lord Mm. just kind of gave like our marriage just like a stamp of like yes unending love and like yeah i don't know appreciation for each other um and we would stay up till like 2 a.m even after everyone else went to bed and we would stay in our rooms and just debrief the day and um it was just a really sweet way of the lord to like he took away my dependence on what i should be doing for him but he Mm -hmm. still gave me the promise yes and um so yeah i think it was just so special to have family there it's like he took the striving out of it yeah he gave you the gospel. He rooted you in family. And then he said, okay, now let's, let's come together and do this dream together. Yeah. And it was like, he gave you the dream in his context and it made sense. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just love that. And I feel like for you and I believe for our listeners that there's something to first fruits and like you and Seth together went to the nations in your first year of marriage. And I believe that's going to be a testimony of, of God continuing to do that. If that happened in the beginning, he'll continue to do that. Yes. And so I just want to bless our listeners just 
in prayer in light of that. So Jesus, I just thank you for Briley's story. Thank you for Lindsay's story and what you did in their hearts and what you did in their relationships. And God, I just ask for, for those that are listening, those that are watching God, if you're stirring in their hearts, Lord, that they would receive from you Mm. what you're doing and they would walk through the open doors that you're giving them. And I bless them in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If you have a testimony, we would love to hear it. We love as a team going around and sharing testimonies about what the Lord is doing. And also anytime that we receive stories of how the Lord is impacting hearts and lives, we love it. So if you would like to share with us, please reach out to us through any of our social media platforms, or you can always reach us through media at braveheartministries.org. We love you. We'll see you next week.